uh, I suppose, well, actually, let me ask you, let me ask you a question. What, what is your impression of me? Um, you're a very unique person. <laughs> Fair enough. Which I like. <laughs> yeah, I think you're a really cool person too, Jackie. I'm, I'm recording this now. <laughs> okay. No, that's fine. Uh, you, you could have started at the beginning. Uh, I have consented to this, this recording uh, for when, when, when you go to court. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> so how's how, I saw like you were on a what was this Nada Dada thing? Well, Nada Dada is um, basically an art movement, an art show that began here in Reno, and this is the 20th anniversary of it. And um, we basically the notion is this: you go to a motel, a hotel, you know, something, and specifically was in the many old casino hotels that were downtown Reno and basically what you would do is you would rent a room and do a show and literally people could make art shows with anything you know and they did and all kinds of cool art shows have happened with Nada Dada through the years and um, this was just the latest one I think oh cool I should have joined that I should have done that because I have some art and stuff well totally basically what you would have done uh what you would have done is this you would have basically gone to the Morse, the Morse Burner Hustle. That's where it, uh, you know, happens uh, this year anyway. And you would have basically uh, gone ahead and uh, bought the room and you put in your show and you just would have hung out and done an art show. That's kind of how it works. Do people sell their art and stuff like that? Oh, totally. Absolutely. And, and, and it's not a juried show. There's no, uh, uh, you know, judges or juries or anything. You just, you just do what you want and you make it happen. You know, I love awesome. your, um, also, I love your, uh, coffee updates on, uh, do you oh, do yes, those on TikTok? You. Yes, I, I do them now. I start on TikTok and then I distribute them massively all over the internet. Yeah. Do you have uh, a decent amount of followers on TikTok? Uh, no, so um, I, I haven't cracked the, uh, the the code yet. Uh, I'm just slowly getting more and more, and uh, you know I do my thing, and you know I'm can- I'm content to learn how to do this through what I'm doing. Yeah, I love them. I watch them every time. Like I I love all of your <laughs> like I don't know. There's something about the way that you talk that's just. Uh... It's almost like you have an accent. Okay. Uh, what kind of accent do you think I have? I don't know. Like, <laughs> you know like how people talked in those old movies in the 50s and oh, 60s and stuff? Certainly, yes. Yes, I know exactly what you mean. Um, <laughs> well, the interesting thing about that is this. Um, usually people say, oh, you're, you sound English or you're Irish or something. That's only people in the U.S. People from the U.S. are the only ones who say that. Oh, really? And when I've been out of the country, basically people say, oh, you're American. People know I'm American, <laughs> maybe Canadian. But basically, I, I, I use an accent that's called kind of a mid-Atlantic. A Mid-Atlantic. Accent, which is uh, basically, it's a combination of like uh, standard American dialect and, and uh, a received English pronunciation. It's sort of somewhere in the middle of the Atlantic is where this is naturally spoken. So that's why it's called mid-Atlantic. So mid-Atlantic was how people talked in the 50s and 60s in Hollywood and stuff, I guess. Oh, absolutely. Even uh, basically starting from uh, when movies began to talk in the early 30s onward. Uh, and it's a very 
uh, much. That's that's kind of how I talked because I had when I was younger, I had a speech impediment. See, I, I shouldn't be telling you this because now when I go to a bar, someone's going to say, oh, you know, um, basically you're going to do, you know, you come from here or there or whatever. And then, you know, I would go do whatever I did, you know, but now I'm telling you the story. It's ruining it because <laughs> you know, I, I used to say, well, when I was young, very, very young, uh, I would say mother and I would say father instead of mother and father, you know, very, I enunciate my words and I speak with a very careful diction. So that is sort of what, why it sounds like I have an accent. So when you say what you say, what like with what? the, what do you mean? You know how when the, you know like the real enunciated way that it's supposed to be is like what, where, things like well, that. Enunciate how I do, man. How do you enunciate it? What? What do you mean? Oh, it just sounds regular. <laughs> well, see if you li- if you listen. Uh, you would have heard it, but you know you didn't hear it. So there it is. That's your life. <laughs> cool. So we were going to talk about the goth community in uh, in Reno. Yeah, sure. Uh, how long have you been uh, involved in it? Oh, oh my God, uh, a very long time here. Uh, since I was uh, basically high school here, uh, I, I was a, a young gothling then. You know, they, 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 they give you your wings when you're 18. <laughs> yeah, That's cool. I, I remember, you know, my favorite place to hang out at in high school was the vault. Do you remember that place? Oh, of course I know that. I, I, I have stories about the vault. I, wow. uh, I, I, I can spill some tea. I, I think it's <laughs> fair now to say the guy who uh, ran the vault was kind of a creep. He was kind of a creep. I mean, you remember who was hanging around him, right? Yeah. Well, I mean, me and my teenage girlfriends, we were hanging out there. <laughs> oh, that, but, but him specifically, the dude, the dude, basically he had a thing for little boys. We will just say that. Oh, oh that's not good. Yeah, that just, that. Definitely right there. Yes, we'll just say that. And I will also say, you know, the reason why uh, it's closed and the owner uh, ha- owned a uh, um, an antique shop here for a while and then he moved on to another place somewhere else and I hope he stays there for a long, long time. <laughs> You'll be better there. <laughs> but yes, that is that is where I, I, I first met many people. I was there during the goth nights that were uh, arranged by Jason Hollis and Dore Anderson. Uh, they're, I, I, they're both still friends in a lot of ways. So I, I've been around since then. Yeah, oh. same. <laughs> I got yeah. out of it for a long while though and then, I don't know, ever since oh, sure. then. You know, dating who I'm dating now, he kind of brought me back into it, and I was like, "Wow, where have I been this whole time?" <laughs> so, oh, sure. Where have you been all this time? I don't know. Probably just you know, being a parent and going to school and just you know, grown up life crap, getting in the way of all the fun stuff. <laughs> it, it tends to. It does, doesn't it? it does. It does. It does. <laughs> Yeah, that kind of stuff, uh, life gets in the way, you know. Well, yeah, sure, sure. I mean, for a long time, I mean, I've always, you know, when I did, for quite a while, I lived in Reno. Uh, then I lived in East Bay for maybe a year and a half. 
half a year thereabouts, you know, basically couch surfing and crashing with friends in Oakland and Berkeley. And then I came back here because I, uh, there was, I had family issues and been here for a while. And then I moved to New Mexico. Then I lived in Goldfield for a while. Then I moved back here. So I've been around a few places. Why did you move to uh, New Mexico? Um, I'll say that I was looking for other opportunities that I thought I could find there with my then partner. I know that uh, that place is famous for writers. Oh, sure. Sure. That's from, like uh, my fa- my favorite writer of all time lives there. Uh, Stephen oh. R. Donaldson. Oh, yeah. Stephen R. Donaldson. Is what? Certainly also. You know Stephen R. Donaldson? I know who that is. Certainly the, uh, the science fiction writer. Yeah, <laughs> or, or he, he writes uh, science fiction and fantasy. He wrote uh, If You've Heard the Chronicles of Thomas Covenant. Absolutely, yes. Those are very good books. They, Holy the, the crap. Of them held up through all of the series, yeah. I can't believe there's not a single person in my entire life who has known who Stephen R. Donaldson is, except for my family. <laughs> That's crazy that you know who he is. Like, he's just not really that famous. Well, not anymore. I he mean, should uh, be. He, his heyday was back in the 1970s and 80s. I mean, uh, you know. Yeah. And he finally finished that series in like two, the early two thousands. The, oh, the but they were fucking. Those books are amazing. Absolutely, I, I didn't realize he finished it. I mean, it's been so long since I thought about those books, and uh, you know, I, I, I didn't know if he finished them. Like uh, David Eddings, uh, he's a oh David, a yeah, he he lived in Carson City and grew up there. Oh really? And, uh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. So he's kind of a local here in the Reno area and his stuff is pretty good for that kind of thing and uh, I think his stuff's pretty good I just don't like I don't like the um, I hate it when in David Edding's books the only thing I dislike is how many times they would stop and eat dried meat and cheese for dinner and just talk and stuff it was too much have to fit in your exposition somehow. I mean, how are you going to do it otherwise? You know? Yeah, but it was a lot, and they always ate the same thing. They never had anything different. So all they had was dried cheese and meat. <laughs> you, know, you, you get on pretty well with that. You know, all those, all those people did apparently. So you know, what's, what's the matter with that? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm pretty new to the goth scene myself. Like, I've only. Yeah. Explored it mostly with um, with uh, some friends. I, I guess I, I'm not going to say their names on here. Yeah. But uh, yeah, and to me, I like Ritual, but I like Cellar Door the most. I think Cellar okay. Door is freaking awesome. Yeah, it's very chill. It reminds me of like old school stuff, like you're in a basement and it's just oh sure, good music, good people. It's just, it's just fun. Yeah, and like um, I liked the uh, outside area where everybody was smoking the patio or whatever. Um, I just liked that's where I saw you on in cellar door. You'd be out there most of the time. I well, I go I go where I go where the wind takes me. Sometimes you know, sometimes a, a close cigarette calls to me and I have one, and uh, uh, or I'm, I go hang out with the smokers. I mean, I really don't smoke, but I always end up hanging with the smokers because they're more interesting. It seems that's <laughs> what I'm talking. That's exactly what I'm talking about. Is uh, it seemed like the most interesting people to talk to 
were the ones who were smoking. So I was just hanging out with, um, uh, I guess once again, yeah, I can't say their names, but <laughs> I was hanging out with some fun people and everything. And it was great. Oh, sure. I That's love that thing. place. But but uh, Ritual's sense. cool, too. I don't know of any other. Are there any other goth clubs out here? Um, no, they're not really. Uh, I, I've had an ambition to try to start one up I, uh, because, you know, I am a DJ and I host a radio show. But, you know, as I really like gothic and death rock and uh, industrial music, I, I have wanted to, uh, you know, uh, do something for quite a while. But, uh, you know. Nothing has happened yet. No one, no one has wanted me to play for them. So uh, I've been kind of trying to think of where I have some venues in mind. I'm going to try to see if maybe another night can be created, and uh, that's sort of what I'm thinking about. That would be cool. Yeah, that'd be yeah, great. Yeah. We need more options. <laughs> oh, I agree with that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, more places for uh, DJs, and there are quite a few DJs who kind of play gothy, uh, death rock. Uh, industrial music to play and uh you know i I mean i have done entire radio shows about it but uh, not recently i usually try to have a a wide variety of music in my show because i know not everyone likes death rock like me not everyone wants to hear christian death 20 (laughs) times i'm what is death rock like what kind of rock well death rock is well uh, kim do you want to answer that or shall i (laughs) no i'll let you (laughs) Oh, fair enough. Well, see, see, death rock is really a more proper term for what a lot of people want to call goth, because oh. in reality, it's death rock. Like, we're talking about kind of Zymog, Christian death, um, you know, people like that. That's more really what it should be called rather than, say, you know, or goth music. Yeah, and there's all other kind. there's like tons of other kind of genres, like um, dark wave. Yes. And... Um, I mean, there's goth clubs that play New Wave, too. Oh, well, certainly. I mean, there's a huge crossover. I mean, let's not, let's not mistake it. There is a huge crossover between all these genres, but, you know, you, you want to have a tendency and lean toward a one sort of thing because, you know, in sets that I do, and if you want, I can give you a, a, a mixed cloud link to some of my kind of, uh, and I will say gothier kind of mixes. But I, I tend toward industrial and uh, death rock, like Christian Death, some Cocteau Twins, Coil, Clan of Zymox, that kind of thing. Oh, uh, um, Clan of Zymox CD. Clan of Zymox, yeah. <laughs> yeah, totally. And what about what about them? You know them? You met them? Have you hung out with the Clan? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Um, I love I love um, this Mortal Coil. There is this oh, one absolutely. song that was on a. Uh, David Lynch movie? Yes. Oh, it's on Mulholland Drive. Mulholland Drive. Oh, yes. That, that is beautiful. And I, I've definitely played that, and I've played that whole, those whole albums. They're really some wonderful music. Are you a big fan of David Lynch? Uh, absolutely. In fact, that's sort of where I got the coffee forecast idea. Uh, he kind of does it, and, uh, you know, I figured, well, if he can do it, why can't Jackie? So I did. That's right. <laughs> Yeah, I figured you were a fan because you did. You, you're doing uh, what he does, and I always watch his too. His are cool, but I actually like yours even more than his. I don't know. You have a certain cheer you add to it. Yeah, that's what people say, and I'm not inherently like an optimist, but half the time, and you know, I'll tell this. I mean, I'm open and honest with everyone as much as I can be. 
as that is my philosophy and my way. But mostly I'm doing that for myself just to be, to remind myself of the things I need to do and how I need to be and what I need to feel like. So it isn't, you know, as a side effect, as a happy side effect, it cheers people up and makes people happy. But I too need those things, you know? Yeah, they definitely make me happy. And, and they're also a little bit longer. David Lynch ones are like less than 30 seconds. <laughs> well, I, I stick to a minute or so, really. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. So, sure. yes, that is longer. <laughs> Yeah, that is a bit longer. One of you will have to send me the link to that. I'm on TikTok a lot, so. Oh yeah, absolutely. My TikTok. uh, Let me. In fact, let me look at it right now. My TikTok username is uh, Doctor Dilworth. Doctor Dilworth. D-O-K-T-O-R-D-I-L-W-O-R-T-H. I'm gonna have to check you out on TikTok because you do you have stuff that you don't post on Facebook that's on TikTok. Oh, yeah. I, all my coffee forecasts are on there, and I post other stuff, too, because uh, it, it, it's, it feels a lot better. When I've been banned on Facebook a couple of times, the only place I can post is TikTok. So, How are so, you – why were you banned on Facebook? Oh, various reasons. Um, I, I, I said something I shouldn't have about uh, a certain religious group. Oh. And then the next time I was banned, I, I tried to post a, a meme about the Wicker Man. The movie, you know. Oh, that doesn't uh, seem like it. Yeah, and, and then I, I, I said men suck, and then I got banned for three days. So, you know, now I try to, I try to be very, very, I tread lightly on Facebook. For it seems reasons. like, I think that the it's algorithms. I don't even think it's humans that are looking at this stuff. I think it's algorithms that are running on Facebook, and they pick up keywords or something. And oh, then they absolutely. ban you because sometimes it doesn't make any sense. Like certain things that get banned, it's like, like for example, men sucks. What, why would you get banned for that? Like that makes no they sense. Can, they consider it hate speech. Yeah. It's, well, there's it, so many things on there that are you can get banned for, or just you know put put in Facebook jail, as people say. And it, yeah. it could be something so small too. It's ridiculous. <laughs> it is. I remember the Wild West of the internet back in the early 2000s and stuff where you could basically oh, do what you, sure. you could do whatever you wanted to, like on MySpace. You could post whatever the fuck you wanted to on there. Oh, sure. Nothing sure. happened on that. And back when well, Google was like, I mean, I remember back in the time, back, back at a time where YouTube had freaking porn on. You can look up porn on it, for real. Well, it's, it wasn't, you know, it's not to everyone's taste. I mean, we all have our preferences. So yeah. I guess, I guess in the past that was true, certainly. Yeah, it was just more free in the old days. Certainly, certainly. Uh, there, there's been various legislations, and especially uh, very recent ones from the previous administration that changed things in a lot of ways for media and the internet in negative ways. Yeah, it's and, really and, unfortunate. And, and mainly this has to do with the subjugation of men. But, you know, I, I have unpopular opinions about a lot of things, and we don't need to talk about them inherently. We can talk about <laughs> them if you want. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you, know, you may know what I'm talking about, too. <laughs> oh, I followed you on TikTok, too. Oh, yes, and I sent you a message and said hello. 
Yeah, I'd like a link if you can of those uh, bands you listen to. You were talking about. You're gonna send me a link. Oh, I can definitely do that, and also a link of my radio show. And I have yeah. a couple of my kind of more death rocky, gothy, industrial mixes up there. You know, I definitely have a little of everything. But, That's uh, cool. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, because like I say, I'm still new to the scene. Sure. And uh. Yeah, that's all I've really experienced here. I, I, Reno, it doesn't seem like, has a very big uh, goth community. No, not really. Not really, no. But but there are people out there, but they're not sure how to get into the scene, or they feel intimidated, or whatever. I mean, the idea is just come out and just kind of be, be friendly and just, you know, try to make friends and just hang out. I mean, there's everyone's pretty cool, and it's nice to uh, meet new people. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. So far, I've liked most of the people I've met at the at you know um, Ritual and Cellar Door. So it's been a good time. Oh, absolutely! Yeah. <laughs> so, do you have any interesting stories or any uh, kind of cool stuff? Well, what that... kind of stories? Because, like I said, I can tell you, I have all story kinds of stories for every occasion. Yeah, I'm dirty and clean. You know, there's a dirty. <laughs> Dirty. Why do you want dirty? Everyone wants dirty stories. Why don't I have to tell you clean stories, wholesome things? See, this is why people think I'm not wholesome. But I am. <laughs> you, know, I'm, you know, I'm a very wholesome lady. Has to, you honestly do. Out. You honestly do seem like a wholesome person <laughs> for some reason. Fair enough. It's probably because I'm so charming and I hang out with cats and stuff. But, um, what a story. Um, I, I don't really know a story all the time. Like I say, you, you want a dirty story, but uh, I don't want to tell you my dirty stories. They're, they're, they're too dirty. I don't want to, you know, this is, okay. what time of day does, does this podcast come on, you know? Now, it, I just put it out randomly. I just, oh, see, uh, it could show up in the morning or the day when the kids are listening to the podcast. They say, <laughs> yeah. who, is this, who is this Jackie person? Who's, what kind of pervert is she, you know? So yeah. I, can't really, I can't really tell you dirty stories. I can tell you clean stories. Um, yeah, is there a clean you... one, like a goth clean story or something? Um, Sure, absolutely. I'll, I'll make up something even. Um, <laughs> one, of the things, one of the things I really do enjoy about the scene here is that everyone – is mostly cool, and and everyone enjoys the time, and they go out and dance, and they you know they 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 they're here, and they are definitely here. And um, I gotta say, one of the things I've always liked is uh, when people get together and they do rituals. And there's some people who have done rituals. Uh, I will say the people involved with the Reno Satanic group, pretty cool, and good people. And uh, uh, I'm specifically saying there was a destruction ritual that was done, and. Uh, you know, uh, it, it fits the aesthetic of goth and uh, kind of dark way, that kind of thing. And, you know, it was a very enlightening and good uh, ritual. It was done about two years ago now, and uh, I, I heard good things about it. I wish I'd been able to do it. But then again, I've done my own destruction rituals, and, you know, life is in itself a big destruction ritual. <laughs> what What's there, a destruction there. ritual? Well, a destruction ritual is a kind of satanic sort of ritual where you are destroying something that wants either an enemy or something you don't like and you're basically getting them out of your life you're basically destroying the link between them and you and you ceremonially do it with a bunch of flair and saying hell satan and fire and 
brimstone and all that kind of thing. Oh, okay. I know a little bit about Satanism, but not that much. But I had another friend who was teaching me a few of the tenets and stuff, and uh, I, I think it's pretty sure. cool. It sounds it sounds like atheism, really. Well, that, that is the thing, though, because basically it is atheism, but for some reason they kind of centered on this notion of, well, we like this aesthetic, this kind of, you know, Baphomet, batty, kind of dark aesthetic. So we'll do that, and we'll say we're Satanists when they're really not. Yeah, I think uh, and Anthony LeVay, how do you pronounce his name? Anton. 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 Yeah. Anton LeVay. LeVay. I. I Alistair Crowley. I oh, heard yes, from Crowley. somebody. Crowley, like Crowley. Oh, yeah. yeah. I heard from somebody yes. that the Anthony LeVay or Alistair Crowley, one of them, um, did it as a. They named it Satanism as a thing against Christianity. It was more like kind of, it was kind of like thumbing their nose like, at Christianity. Like he yes. was saying, he didn't really believe in Satan, but no, he, he didn't. He did it in a way just because he knew it would get a rise out of people. That's that's what I'm. Yeah, yeah that's what I'm saying. Is, yeah, like I've read the Satanic Bible, and it has nothing to do with Satan. You know, is it a real? Is yeah, it a real like, Bible? It's actually, a really good book. <laughs> yes, it is. Anton Lavey is very. I mean, some some tendencies of his aside, I agree with him about eighty percent. I, I will say I am left hand path, and maybe that's why I walk around in black all the time. Although I'm a really nice, wholesome person, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> no, but uh, it, that's a real Bible, though, like an actual religious Bible, or is it just mm, a book? I wouldn't. I don't know. Personally, I wouldn't consider it like a Bible. It's kind of more like a guidebook. <laughs> oh yes. Yeah, live like this. This is what you should do. This is how to be, air quote, satanic. Not necessarily like the Christian Bible. You know, and I say it specifically because the Christian Bible has nothing to do with with, what the Torah and what the Jews really are into, uh, and the other people of the book, of which I am one. So, we will just, I will just, I will distance myself from a majority. (laughs) Hmm. Yeah, that stuff's pretty interesting. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm just, uh, I'm an atheist, but, like, I like the flying spaghetti monster, too. <laughs> That's a funny one. Um, that dude is creative. I, I, I think it's messy. It doesn't make any sense. And it's, uh, oh, you don't like it? Thunder of Bob, who, who Bob is, Bob is real. He was, he was a pop art that turned into a man. I mean, he was the greatest salesman ever. How can you not believe in him? <laughs> Isn't that right? I, yeah. And also, of course, uh, Discordianism with Eris and you know, Hail Eris. That's really, that's kind of where I end up in a lot of ways. Oh, really? So, oh, yeah, absolutely. Have it tattooed on my chest. Oh, cool. Oh, that's cool. I don't have any tattoos. Yeah, I don't so, have a tattoo either. And why not? I think for me, I think mine is like, the whole permanence of it. Oh, sure. I, I, I change my mind a lot. <laughs> so, oh, sure, sure. Yeah. I don't know. I just I've like, never covered up and changed. Yeah, that's true. I just never uh, wanted to really get 
I guess I, I wanted one, but I never wanted to take the time out to get one. Oh, sure. Sounds kind of lazy, but. Not at all. And, and, well, it depends on what, your pain tolerance as well. I mean, yeah. the, the, the needle going into your skin about 10,000 times over the course <laughs> of an hour, hour and a half is kind of painful. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's something that's, um, I might still get one, I don't know. Maybe when I turn 60. <laughs> Fair enough, hey, you know, we all need to have little things to look forward to in our lives, and you know, that way we can uh, go forward. I mean, that's the cool thing to do. Yeah, I I'll be one of the 60-year-old ladies who have the lavender hair and get my first tattoo, and yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. I'm really just not sure where to start. Like, I don't know. Like, I don't know what you know. Well, I started, well, we started about 40, you know, 40 minutes ago or so, but, you know, that's cool. Um, uh, one of the things I've I'm, I'm been talking about a lot and getting into very heavily is uh, uh, Zoroastrianism. That is one of the things I've been uh, learning a lot about and starting to follow in the recent times. What is that? Interesting. Uh, that's one of the oldest religions in the world, and uh, I have joined one of their temples. Um, it's called the Occidental Temple of the Wise Lord. And um, a good way to describe it is it's very much a religion that's kind of cousins of Buddhism and Hinduism. It has very, very many things like that. Also, a lot of magical systems borrow much of Zoroastrian ritual. Uh, also, Christianity and Judaism and Islam and Sufism borrowed much from it too, so there's a lot of things that came from it. So, because that's one of the oldest religions, along with Hinduism. As old as like Mesopotamian society, or? Oh yeah, absolutely. Wow. And uh, some of the the writing system of a lot of the early uh, Zoroastrian writings is cuneiform. Absolutely. Oh wow, that's really interesting. Yeah, yeah. In fact, I, I am slowly learning it for a project I'm doing with a friend. Oh really? Yeah, yeah that's really cool. A book about it. How do you spell it? Cuneiform. Zoroastrian. What is it? Zoroastrianism, but more specifically, uh, uh, Mazdan. Mazdan is not like the car, although they got the idea of the car from it. Uh, but uh, Mazdanism. Mazdayan. Mazdanism. Hmm. I'll have to check that out. I love reading about religions and stuff. I've never even. I've never even actually heard of that before. Well, sure, sure. A lot of people haven't, and, uh, you know, it, it is what it is. Um, basically, the tenets of it, the most important thing is, well, there are three the most important things, that we always strive toward good thoughts, good words, and good actions. And from that, everything is created. The universe is created. Life, love, everything comes from that. I like that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. Kind of goes up from there. 
It's something that uh, has given me much solace in these last couple of years of plague and weirdness and terror. <laughs> uh, yeah, I've always been more into the uh, Brahmanistic religions as opposed mm-hmm. to the uh, Abrahamic. I'm way What's more that? into the Eastern stuff. Understandable. Buddhism, his Hinduism, Jainism, like those are my top three favorites. Jainism, <laughs> Jainism is like impossible. I don't know how people can live. You know, you can't even that live. Very difficult. It's, I mean, Jainism is like it's impossible to live. How do you even walk around? <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know? I like the concept. I don't. I, I think I'd be terrible at trying to actually live by any. I don't think yeah the concept concept's good I think they probably live loosely by it though because it's so impossible not to it, it, it it's impossible not to mess up <laughs> absolutely absolutely in a lot of ways yes absolutely but um Buddhism I like Buddhism a lot and uh I like the very the original Buddhism, not like the Buddhism that piled on after uh, um, Buddha died. Sure. I like the very original stuff. It seems to me like Buddha was more of an agnostic. With um, he had some kind of he had some beliefs in uh, Hinduism as well. There's stuff that he took from Hinduism. Stuff that he took from Hinduism applied to him, but he was mostly just agnostic. Oh, sure, sure. There's a, in fact, there's a lot of things in common in Zoroastrianism, in Vajrayana, that have that are similar to Buddhism. Uh, you know, the, the 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 sevenfold path. A lot of that can be boiled down to the three things that Zoroaster had. In fact, Zoroaster was a priest in ancient. Uh, Iran. He, it is Iranian, you know, comes from that part of the world. And, uh, it, it's like lost to time about maybe three, four thousand years ago at, late, at the earliest. And Zoroaster was a priest and he saw around him a great corruption and misery and terrible things. And so what he did was he went to a cave and he prayed and he meditated. And then he found the, the truth that he found of Ahura Mazda and they came out and told about it. In fact, that's where Nisha Yes, the whole idea of uh, thus Zarathustra spoke because he was borrowing Zoroaster, Zarathustra, as as a speaker for his own philosophy. Mm, which is interesting. Kind of interesting. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, yeah. And uh, what else? Uh, another thing I do because you know I'm just kind of I guess we're kind of talking about me right now, so we can yeah I, I can just propose things. And one of the things <laughs> I do along with. Uh, writing you know i do a lot of poetry in fact uh what my the latest chapbook has come out it's uh called acceptance uh i've been kind of slowly getting it together and i put it out and i will also have an audio version of it coming out soon on Bandcamp. i have a band camp for my poetry and spoken word so, oh really kind of cool and also uh, i speak french very well oh really Oh, absolutely. And That's one, cool. one of the things I do to keep my French up is I translate stuff. In fact, the very first big translation project I did was of Nostradamus, of all people, because oh. it's always been fascinating to me. Wow. Yeah. yeah. And uh, I'm doing a, uh, I'm revising my translation of Nostradamus with, you know, adding some more of his prophecies and um, looking over the text and adding a French version. And 
I should have it bef- out before the birthday of Nostradamus in December. Awesome. Yeah, yeah Nostradamus was an interesting fellow, I'll tell you that. Oh, he sure was, definitely. And uh, it's interesting to, to really take a look at his words and not not put words in his mouth because most of it is in code. Some of it's in Greek and Latin. It's this weird combination of like early modern French and Spanish and ancient Greek and Latin and, and all these things. It's very fascinating stuff. It's very fascinating to read. I find languages fascinating just in themselves, like the way they evolve and stuff. Like uh, English. I, I saw this thing on YouTube about how English sounded. Like if you just go back like 300 years, it sounded decipherable, but it was like really weird. And then if you go back like a thousand oh, yes. years, you can't even tell what they're saying. Oh, no, not at all, because the words have changed and the accents and the pronunciation. But the written form, if you could read it, you could kind of make it out. Yeah, you can kind of make it out a little bit. But for the most part, it's like I'd say about the 1700s is about when you can start telling what you can start hearing what they're saying. You can kind of yes, decipher it and stuff. Yes. You can understand totally. it. But before that, from when I was watching, I was like, what the hell are they saying? I don't know what, <laughs> what that is. It's totally, crazy. Totally. Yeah. All right, well, they were all using Latin back then, you know. Well, at least yeah. the educated people were all talking in Latin and Greek, so that was still the the, the, the language to use. Yeah. Yeah, back in those times. <clears throat> it's still useful now, you know, if you you want to talk to Satan, because apparently Satan likes Latin. Apparently. <laughs> he settled on it. He settled on it. That's the language for me. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, that's good. <laughs> yeah, I, I definitely. I'm also working on a translation of uh, Charles Baudelaire. You know his poetry. If you know who he is. I'm not familiar. Uh, uh, Charles Baudelaire was probably one of the first modern poets. Um, he he started writing in the 1840s, and it's very uh, gothic and dark, and very very satanic and Luciferian and dark and fascinating. Um, he translated into French. Edgar Allan Poe's stuff, and he was very involved with that. And he wrote a, bo- a book of poetry called Les Fleurs du Mal. What it's usually called in, in English is Flowers of Evil. In my translation, I call it Bad Flowers. And uh, <laughs> I'm trying to do a, a more modern translation of it because there's I've never come across. Because like I said, I speak French pretty well, and I don't like any of the translations I've read of Bad Flowers. So I decided to do, do one of my own. Awesome. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I love poetry. I'm not like really a person that's, I'm not like really a person that that knows the names of famous poets and things like that, but I like poetry. Oh, sure. I understand that. I'm I'm a big fan. I I don't necessarily call myself a writer, but I am rather a poet because that's more, that's more where I am and where I feel I am. Well, I'd like to take a look at some of your poetry if I can. Oh yeah, sure, 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 definitely. There's a, we can give you some uh, samples and uh, show you some of where I am with my, uh, like I said, uh, acceptance and uh, audio version and the written version. Totally. That sounds cool. Yeah. Yeah. 
know, makes me feel like I'm just, you know, I have all these ideas in my head and I'm just, I, I don't know if it's laziness or fear of like not being able to actually accomplish anything, but it's like, I should just be like you and just be like, you know, yeah, I'm doing this right now. <laughs> well, why not? Why not do it? I know. Stopping it. Yeah, that's I, me, me and my own self. I don't know. Uh, we, we, that, we often get on our own way of things, you know. Uh, and we all decided to do that. What cool things we could do. All of us. I have I know, so many things that I could. Uh, sorry. Uh, what? I was just saying, I I have a lot of things. Like I I have a lot of talents and stuff, but I haven't really tried to put anything out there ever my whole life. I still well, can. It's scary to put stuff out there. It's, well, you can until you're dead. You can always try. It's yeah. scary to put stuff out there. You know, I, I hate being rejected. I mean, I'm being totally upfront. I hate it. But I'm still trying to put stuff out there. I'm trying, still trying to do things and make things happen because we need more of that in the world. And, and the world deserves it. And the world needs it. It's important. Yeah, like uh, I have a lot of art that I could put out. And I've... I have, I have songs, so many songs that I've recorded. And, uh, I've written some poetry. I wrote a, I wrote a book once actually, but I wrote it back in the days of floppy disks. Oh wow! And they were saved on two floppy disks. The whole book it was like five hundred something pages, and I don't know what happened to the computer. We threw it away or something like that. And then I lost the floppy disk. I lost the two oh, floppy disks. And so I lost the entire book. The book's gone. <laughs> yeah. Well, you can recreate it and make it better. Do that. Do yeah, shit. because I didn't, I wasn't really, it was my first book and I wasn't, I didn't really, I didn't even do, do an outline. I kind of just did it uh, just randomly. Just would write sure. in things every day. I, I I made a rule for myself that I'll write one page a day, every day for a year, and then two pages on Saturday and two pages on Sunday. And I wrote, mm. ended up writing a 560 something page book that's uh, it's kind of fantasy and kind of sci-fi, and it really is a, a lot of stuff in there that doesn't make sense. So <laughs> okay, could use a good edit maybe. Maybe Kim, you're up for that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I should write another one though, at some point. Well, why not? Yeah, I could. Yeah. Except I don't it's really hard. use. I don't really use. Uh, I bet. I guess I'd write it on my phone. Yeah, we're we're at an odd place with technology because people are still starting not to have desktop and even laptop computers. People have tablets and phones, and those are really more geared for consumption of of, of, of uh, media rather than creation of media whereas on a laptop or desktop you can create and consume it's interesting yeah. how things have evolved it's kind of going back to the old days when you know like you plug your apple 2 into your tv and you had a computer but you know let's be honest most of us play games on it yeah right? yeah i mean <laughs> right there's no other use yeah. for it really yeah, yeah, because it was so it was so back then, so you know, primitive. But uh, you know, it's it's interesting how things change and develop and grow. Yeah, yeah. It 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 would be weird to write a book on my iPhone. 
But uh, it's been done. It, it has been done. Uh, I mean, I have a laptop. I'm on a laptop and a phone right now, but um, I don't really see myself sitting down in front of the laptop to write a book. Just don't see it. I'm a pen and paper. I still, I still write everything in notebooks. Nice. Nice. Weird. Man, oh, that's, that's so primitive. Yeah. A lot of my drafts, I do the same thing. Absolutely. I, I love it. Like, and, I'm obsessed with pens and notebooks. Just I have different notebooks for different things. I have one that has like, you know, my uh, what do you call it? Like a vision board, but it's a vision list. Oh, yeah. I, oh, I like that. That's cool. Yeah, so I have that in the notebook. I have like ideas for um, like YouTube stuff in another notebook, and then I have a story I'm working on that's mostly you know, based on facts, but I want to kind of spice it up to make it even more interesting. So that's nice. another notebook. So, like, cool. so many notebooks. That. Hey, that's cool, because, you know, I, I, I myself have many notebooks, and uh, I have a fondness for pens, and I like fountain pens yeah. especially. They're yeah. lovely. Oh, I love fountain pens. I, I haven't had one in a very long time, but I... I I've, never, I've never even used one. Oh, and I... It's, I used to do calligraphy and it's fun. Ah, <laughs> uh, then Kim, you know, it's like writing. It's like writing on ice, and it's just perfect, and there's no pressure. You write, yeah. and write, and write. It's beautiful. It is. It's very nice. Huh. <clears throat> yeah, I just write. I do. I do ev- literally everything on my iPhone. Like any kind of notes, creative notes I might have, I just mm-hmm. put on my iPhone. Yes. Yeah, it seems like that, that a lot of people do that now. I mean, I write notes on it, but either I write in longhand with my pen or, uh, you know, I go to la- my laptop store, you know. So that's, yeah. that's how I process. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Me and Kim were thinking about doing a uh, children's book. Oh? Yeah. yeah. What kind of children's book? What would it be, Kim? Um, I, <laughs> no, because I was just gonna, I was just gonna draw for it. Remember? Yeah. I mean, I'm still, I'm still thinking about it. I don't know why, for some reason, a, a rabbit or bunny comes to mind. I'm not quite sure what the story is yet, but hmm. Casey's the artist. He's yeah. I'm just gonna draw it. Of it. <laughs> okay, so so how how about uh, we call the bunny Larry? I think that's a good start. And Larry is hopping <laughs> down around in the forest. And he is looking for his friend. So that's the start. I'll start there. Larry Definitely. is a good name. <laughs> yeah, Larry is a good um, is a good name for a bunny to me for some reason. I'm not sure yeah. why. Does it feel right? It feels right. Yeah, it feels right. <laughs> Larry the bunny. Larry the hopping yeah, bunny. Larry the hopping bunny. How do you like that, Ken? <laughs> it could work. Larry See, now, now suddenly up. we're all writing this. This is this is cool. Okay, I, I like group projects. Okay, so so we started. You know, Larry the Hopping Bunny was walking through the forest. Notice what I did there? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> That's interesting. I like that. That's clever. Hey, you know, I, I've I've been accused of that, and that's that's how it comes out occasionally. <laughs> like. Larry like, the Larry, hopping bunny. Larry, what did they call you the hopping bunny if you just walk everywhere? He's like, mm, give some 
kiss over people talk about. <laughs> exactly right. And then you tell the story of why he's the walking bunny. Oh, I mean, yeah, that, that's a... the hopping bunny. That would yeah, make it... Yeah, Yeah. 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 <laughs> cool. That's very cool. Oof. You could make... Yeah, you could definitely make a whole children's book out of just that. Absolutely. And, and have a good story and have it, you know, all ethical and, you know, wholesome and stuff, you know. Nothing like the, the stuff I've, I've written. I mean, I've written all kinds of things and some things I, I don't want to talk about because it's not wholesome. She said that. <laughs> adding her eyes and laughing. <laughs> <laughs> In fact, I will say that one semester of college, I, I, I ate entirely because of stuff that is not terribly wholesome and appropriate for children. You will just say I, I wrote a lot, and you'll never be able to find it. <laughs> and it was very lovely. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> I guess that's a story. See, that's like a dirty, wholesome story. And I told it in a way that leaves it to your imagination. And I, I know I know Kim is figuring it out, but Casey, I don't know if you're... You're up to speed. Are you I don't know. Speed, ah, fair enough. See, we'll get you there. It'll, it'll, it'll be a group effort, but we will get you there. It's all good. <laughs> With what? Oh, I don't know. We'll have to. Let's see. We have to figure it out. What are we getting you up to speed? I thought we were talking about Larry the Hopping Bunny <laughs> walks into a forest. Yeah. Well, no, he's walking in the forest because. Yeah, I'm up to speed on that, yeah. Okay, cool. Now, now, now you just need to illustrate it. And then, Kim, if you, you want to make a consult, I'll help you. But then we can just kind of go from here. And there you have a children's book. Awesome. Yeah, I think so. I'm down with that. Cool. I think these days, it's better just to self-publish. Oh, absolutely. Um... In the environment nowadays, it seems that's a better way of doing it and putting things out a medium and just getting things out as much as you can and getting traffic and people seeing your books and seeing what you do because, yeah. uh, you know, there it is. You got to do it. Yeah. I just think if I just draw a bunny up, make a cool bunny, maybe put a hat on him or something or him or her or whatever. Okay. So, so what does Larry look like? I don't know. I picture a hat, like a tan hat. Okay. On his head. That makes sense because you know he's um, hopping, and if he was if he was walking, it'd be easier than him hopping because he could fall off, and that maybe. Ah, oh, yeah. That's a good. That's a good piece uh -oh. to put in there. Spoilers. Spoilers. <laughs> <laughs> no, can't give away too much of the story. Well, exactly, even though we're making it up right now. We can't, we can't do that. Yeah, he has a hat. <laughs> I just imagine he has a hat for some reason, not sure. Brown hat. It's like a light tan color. Oh, sure, sure, sure. Kind of kind of like a slouch hat, you know, like a, uh, a big hat with a big brim and crown. There you go. You, you see Are you I'm talking about like a rain, one of those rain hats or... Yeah, sometimes. Kind of somewhere in between there. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> I, I, can, I can visualize the hat. <laughs> ah, see, yeah, I can so, picture it. So, cool. So there it is. You can, and, and from there, you can it tell us the adventures of Larry the Hopping Bunny and why he walks everywhere. See? There it is. <laughs> That's brilliant. I dig the brainstorming here.
hey, that's yeah. good. And we're doing it in public. So, you know, once it became famous, we can all be famous for it. That's yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So, so then, uh, where, where can where can you where can we find your stuff, uh, uh, Casey? Where, where is it that we can find your stuff? Um, we can you well, it's on Spotify. It's uh, the you just look up the Fuzzy Peach on Spotify. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay. We and I did do that. I, I found the, the previous podcasts interesting well we shall we say oh you listen to <laughs> yeah i listened to the asexual one um oh. i kind of disagree with it to be fair but you know hey we all have to think yeah it was that one was more know. scripted that I feel like it, you... yeah i feel yeah, like that it... one was more scripted and uh the one after that the um it's just called naughty stories that one was more that one was a lot more fun. Oh, see? Because you probably were improvising a bit, and uh, you weren't all, like, written out, and you just kind of said, okay, we're going to talk about this. You just kind of happened organically. Like, like what were you talking about? Yeah, yeah. because I got... I, I, I got, prefer that. What? I prefer the organic conversation. Yeah, I like the organic the, conversation. The it seems to uh, just flow better. Totally. And, totally. And it's more fun. Like... The first time that the advice I got was to just write down like like an outline of everything we're going to talk about, like talking points and different things like that, and what and certain things to say. And that one didn't turn out as good as the the second podcast where we just sure. talked about whatever. Well, we were on a subject, I mean, but we just talked. That was it. Oh sure, sure. It's sort of like. Uh... Uh, what we're doing here, yeah. but uh, not, but, but yes, because we do have kind of a few topics we talked about a little bit. We just kind of expanded from there, and and, and, and it's more interesting that way. And but to know you a little bit more, Ken, and that'll be cool. Yeah, yeah. And but so, so let me get my plug in because my I have a couple different websites, and uh, my main website is scjdb.com or mortacious.com. Let me spell that. M O R T A C I O U S dot org. Those are my main websites. Uh, you can get to my stuff from there. Great. Awesome. Very Great. cool. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah, and I have some books out on Amazon, and I have a band camp with spoken word. So, also, I got a, a radio show called The Jackal of Hour that comes out every week. That's uh, music and words from across the universe. Uh, it airs in Reno, Nevada, among other places, and uh, you can hear it online. So, oh, that's cool. I will get you those links if you are interested. Yeah, yes. very interested. Cool. So that's about me. <laughs> All right, cool. Well, on, on Amazon, though, um, do you uh-huh. public under your name, or do you have a pen name? Oh, no. The, all, all the stuff currently I have out is under my actual name, which is Jackie Wilworth. Okay. J A C K I E Dilworth. And, uh, you know, I, again, I can send you links to the, uh, and, uh, you know, the unrevised editions, but they are slowly being revised because, you know, I'm a busy lady, you know. <laughs> awesome. That's great. All right. All right. Well, thank you. Thank you. This is a wonderful podcast. Yeah, this is great. So, it's actually, last. 
We're actually almost at an hour. Yeah. It's crazy. Well, we had a lot of fun to talk about, so absolutely. I don't even know what to title. I don't even know what to call this. Uh, just, just call it Jackie Dilworth because it's me. You're talking to me. You're talking about all kinds of things, you know? Featuring Jackie Dilworth. Yeah, yeah as, as I'm your, your guest. Yeah. Well, featuring guest Jackie Dilworth. Or just yeah, featuring me. Jackie See, Dilworth. We should have started with this then, you know? But we, we can edit this all together, you know? That's the magic of, of editing. Yeah. Stuff. <laughs> <laughs> you know, thank goodness for editing. <laughs> Oh, yes, oh, no. yes. I don't believe in it myself, but, you know, if I did, <laughs> no, no, I did ridiculously, but we don't need to know that. <laughs> yeah. All right, cool. <laughs> All right. Yeah. We had a good uh, talk. I'm going to be sending you a friend request on Facebook because I know we've known about each other for a long time. We just, I don't know. Yeah, we never really talked, and uh, let's take, make this opportunity to talk and get to know each other and hang out. I think we could. I think I, I feel we could. We jive on some interesting levels. I, I, I sense that. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. All right. Okay. Cool. Okay. Oh, have a good night. Thank you. Thank you for having me on. It was a pleasure yeah. to talk to you about. Uh, yeah. Thanks my for pleasure. Us. It was. It was. Uh, it was great. Yeah. I, I enjoyed it a lot. <laughs> My pleasure, and have me on again soon, because, you know, I'm always doing shit. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right, All right cool. You too. Yeah, yeah, bye. All right, bye. Okay, bye. Well, Kim, I think that was a really great episode, and I loved our guest, Jackie Dilworth. She's really cool. Yes, I definitely agree, and we should uh, definitely have her on again. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. The Fuzzy Peach, signing off. Blue.